Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero G. We can't all be winners. And Mike, the feverish Fidero. It's never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum! The Rookie Fever Podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it, baby. Welcome back to Rookie Fever, episode 345. Nice. We are still alive. Still alive. We are still alive. <laughs> and I'm here as always with the feverish Fernero. What up, what up? He's got the fever. Gonna tease some camp news because he's yeah. got the fever. <laughs> Wanna talk it's- a little bit about the current state of the running backs, the running back Absolutely. market, mm-hmm. how it affects fantasy football. Running back market seems it? to be topic number one this offseason. And we can only imagine how, how it might start to affect fantasy football. You can only speculate. So I want to yeah. do a little bit of that. Good morning. Good morning. You know? Good morning, Swags. I didn't bring a coffee a, or an orange juice or a water. I do have a coffee with me, sir. I should have. <laughs> yeah, so, so we finally yes. have some camp news, right? And, uh, and obviously... People get excited about camp news, overly excited about camp news. But I think all camp news about rookies has got some validity to it. It's these veteran camp news where it's like, this is the best shape he's ever been in. That kind of stuff that I tend to ignore. Mm. But, um, you know, there's some stuff you can't ignore. Like um, we had a we had a, a very popular rookie, Jordan Addison, uh, going 140 miles an hour in a 55. Yeah. Um, this is the camp news that we don't want to hear, which is off-field camp news. But Yeah. Um, but I don't care about that. It does feel like it's something we don't have to worry about. I bring it up because it's Jordan Addison, right? And mm-hmm. um, and we have a lot of high hopes. I think for me, um, I could see him as uh, as our leading rookie stat wise this season with the opportunity he has. So it looks like uh, we are can you worried look past about that this. one though? Like I'm, no, it looks I, like I, I want to ask because I did see a lot of people like oh character yep. concerns and right. And man, think- I'm going to be honest with you. If you're between 18 and 22, <laughs> we'll say hypothetically, right. and you haven't wanted to go 140 miles per hour in a car, I question your character. Well, Who wouldn't want to try or th- I don't know. And I'm not saying it's smart. I, it's I get it. But I mean, I was a kid once and I wanted to go 140 miles per hour. I, yeah. I think we, so, I think we were able to rule out a lot of the things that really concern us about character. And that is, he came out and apologized immediately. There was no drinking involved. It wasn't in the middle of the night. You know, so there's a lot of things that, that kind of make this uh, a brush off. But when we first heard it, or when I first heard it, it, it certainly didn't sound like good news. But um, everything that preceded the actual event seemed like to put this one to bed. I'm not too worried. Yeah, I'm not worried either. Um, do you have any other camp news? The one thing I wanted to bring up, because it's it's been something you've brought up a few times. Um, obviously... Everybody wants a piece of this Kansas City, Kansas City offense, and I still am going to say the same thing that I said the year before. It's money ball over there. You're never really going to have a guy. But uh, I thought it was worth mentioning because you were you were definitely vocal about Rasheed Rice. He seems to be leading all receivers for first first team reps. Now again, this is a this is his first week of of camp, but um, I've also um, hear a lot of players talking about Rashi Rice. That's when I start mm. perking up my eye. Mm-hmm. I do feel I as though yeah. yeah, I do feel as though um we're we're gonna come to a test this time. I think there's a little uh, narrative out there that uh, Andy Reid doesn't really start as rookies. I think this guy looks like he wants to start pretty bad. So I'm really anxious to see what his snap counts are this year, how quickly he gets involved in the offense to see if uh, this this tiny little hype train that started in uh, the first week of camp continues. But uh he has my eye now. I'm gonna take a look and see what uh if Rashi's rice value starts to uh, starts to be reflective, because you know how volatile it's going to be, you know, mm-hmm. if he uh, if he does one amazing thing in preseason, it's going to be pretty volatile. So yeah, you want to be ahead of that. So you have to look at like these little tiny signs, um, and you know it's it's the athletic, and it's also some players, like I said, and and I watched it. I mean, it's training camp catches. It's it's always looks good, but um, but I wanted to bring that one up just because. Uh, it does appear that Rasheed Rice is going to earn some playing time. Yeah, and I would agree. They don't have a, a really deep wide no. receiver room there either. It's pretty much Sky Moore and yep. Rasheed Rice. 
Pretty much. A little MVS mixed in. Yeah, and I love that neither of us mentioned Kadarius Phony. Yeah, he's hard to mention now, isn't he? Like it's it, it's he's the same thing, man. All you need is like um uh uh a toenail out of place and everyone's freaking out with Kadarius Tony because he can't get injured anymore because we're tired of it already. Well, not not only that, but for him, like going back into character concerns and I still have them with him, like talk about like, like over, like let's stick with the toenail. Like I feel like if he does break a toenail, we might have to hear about it because he just seems mm-hmm. so dramatic mm-hmm. and it, it seems like he's not in favor yeah. in that house either. Yeah, it, it it it's funny. Uh, I didn't purposely forget about him, but you did. <laughs> I did forget about him when I was bringing up this wide receiver core. Yeah. So yeah, but anyway. Yeah. I don't hate the right. I think that either Rice or Sky Moore could be very fantasy relevant this year. They got Patrick Mahomes out there. Why not? And um, yeah. you know, so that's that's just a little bit of camp news for this week. We're gonna we're gonna have a lot more camp news. Maybe even talk about it this coming up week, but. I uh, just wanted to touch on that. That and Kendry Miller coming off the pop, I think, is nice. I mean, with that meniscus, um, you're always afraid on like how much he was going to baby that, and for him to be off the pup right now is 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 very good for him. We don't know what's going on with Kamara suspension, how long it'll be, blah blah blah. So Kendry Miller being involved early in training camp is something you want to see if you're a Kendry Miller owner. You do not want to see him on the pup list. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Good. Stuff. So let's stick with let's let's get into this because yeah. Kendry Miller could be fantasy relevant as early as year one absolutely and have an even bigger backfield open for him should Kamara go away and then and then like I start to wonder what you do with this because we've had Josh Jacobs Barkley Barkley didn't sign the did did Jacobs sign Jacobs absolutely did not sign, and, and I didn't think he signed the Barkley was Barkley was signed to a one year deal and Barkley seemed like he just liked having a little bit of control in that one year deal because exactly. it's pretty he got a little bit more than the franchise tag with some bonuses yep. Yep. kind of saying like we don't get paid for what we do if i do it i want a little bit more mm-hmm. yep. um still the same it's a one-year deal then we have jonathan taylor now saying he wants to be traded yep yes we do that one caught me off guard we have Dobbins on the sideline, not wanting to do anything. I don't know. Undisclosed injury. Undisclosed injury. I think it's an injury to his wallet. Um, We have. It's a it's a volatile situation here with running backs. We've had the old like ad lib like once they sign that that contract that first contract. Now it's time to trade them. We've heard that before. And even then, it's still hard to just get out of them because you get a certain amount of certainty in somebody like Joe Mixon restructuring his contract to get a little bit of extra time on a team. I feel better about him now just because I know he has a situation that the team wants him there. And But now it's not only that you have the running backs wearing down and you want to get rid of them at that contract, but you have like we've hit a breaking point where the running backs are trying to figure out what they need to do Mm -hmm. for their careers. And we know we're not going to get an all out holdout from the NFL because of one position. Right. But it seems like the running backs are starting to fight back a little bit. Absolutely. And so at this point, do you like, are there players like, how how do we figure out like what to do, what to get out of these guys without falling too in love? Like, let's say Kendry Miller kills it this year, has a good second year. Do you move on early now? Do you have to get out even earlier because you have to get out before they're trying to get their worth from the NFL? Until like this is all figured out because I think it it will have an outcome, but I don't think it's going to be this year or next year even. I think that at some point though we won't have to worry about this from like one sole right. position. Right. And right now in fantasy football, we really do like it's concerning the way. I mean, how many stud running backs do we have like actually under contract that? that you feel good about yep. versus, you know what I mean? Like even yeah. like we have to start making decisions right now. Like if your team is strong, 
and you have Nick Chubb, do you want to go at it with Nick Chubb this year? Or do you realize that he's likely in the same exact situation as Barkley <laughs> next year? Right. And that you might need to give those points to somebody else just to compete again and keep your team viable as the future goes and have like that quote unquote competitive rebuild going on to where you're always staying viable. Like, do you need to find ways out even earlier now? I'm looking at um, I'm looking at redraft leagues for those answers. We play a lot yeah, of dynasty. Yeah. You and I, yeah, you and I play a lot of dynasty. And there's there's names out there that you know, like a like a James Conner, Pacheco. Like there's there's these these running backs that that fall later and later and later in rounds that that are legit in redraft. You know what I mean? Like I'll I'll go to I'll go to war with them. But in dynasty, to your point, Would you say Pacheco and who is the other guy? Keep me with you. Yeah, so Pacheco, Pacheco, even like a Brian Robinson. Yeah, Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson's a great one. That's not the name I just brought up, but um, like um, there's really great. Oh, James Conner, which isn't really high. James Conner, yeah. name I mentioned, but these these are guys that that are capable, you know, absolutely capable of of high RB two, maybe even RB one weeks. And um, in Dynasty, we we just kind of like put our nose up to 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 some of those names, like Brian Robinson. What's what's fun about Brian Robinson? Brian Robinson's been called the lead back on this team, like right off mm-hmm. the get. He was he was called that before the accident happened last year. The team really likes him. Pay attention. You know, Brian Robinson's one of those guys you can get very, very late. Um, mm-hmm. even he had 800 here, yards last year. Didn't he miss at least four weeks? And he, yes, then he yeah, came he missed the, the first injury. four weeks. Yes, yeah, he missed the first four weeks. He nailed it. Even Pierce, I think there's like a lot of um, like I'm starting to warm back up to him having like RB one upside. Yeah, that O line's been improved. I'm kind of warming up to CJ Stroud being like hot out the gate, you know, like just moving yeah. this offense, not not coming up with like you know record breaking rookie seasons, but moving this offense as a rookie. And um, and I just feel like there's all these really fun, interesting running backs, and and so many of them swags fall into that that rookie rewind we like to call it, you know, that little that little hot spot. But you nailed it. Like it is so volatile in Dynasty, like. You think you have like a stud. You and I build our teams very similarly. We like a lot of running backs. Mm-hmm. And I'm struggling. If I'm yeah. struggling, the teams with zero RB or whatever, they either feel um, like they either I feel I, validated. I, yeah, or right. Like, holy shit, what am I supposed to or, do? Or they say, or they, yeah, or they say, this is exactly why you need, you know, like, you know, that's why I don't draft a stud. They're in redraft right now. There is just an absolute craze on wide receiver in the first round that I've never seen. Like in the last like ten years, I've never seen mm-hmm. wide receivers being pulled and redraft the way they are right now. And it's because of it's because of last year, it's because of these contracts, it's because of availability, it's because of injury. It all adds up. And when you see um I'm gonna call them young. I know in Dynasty it's not popular, but when you see young backs like Jacobs and Barkley in particular, 26, 27 area where they still have a contract in them struggling to get twelve million dollars. For a year, yeah. it really does call out, like you said, there there's something broken right now. And that's then not Russell working. Gage gets it no problem. Oh my God. How about how about not, Devontae Parker's money? Thirty three. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. No crazy. sweat. No. Even Cole Komet's contract. Yes. Um, like, yes. Come on now. I yes. mean the Cole Komet just contract slapping him in out. the face. Yes. The Cole Komet contract came out and it felt like a slap. It yeah. felt like a slap. By the way, as a Giants fan, Saquon Barkley is the Giants. Yeah. Every, everybody knows it. it. Everybody knows it. it. He is so, the Giants. In a weird way, are players like Pacheco, Damian Pierce, Brian Robinson, I'm going to stay a little younger. I like the James Conner one for redraft, but I'm going yep, to, yep, I want to yep. stay a little younger and I want to stay a little bit like names that w- even in fantasy were kind of like meh about, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. are those players, is Damian Pierce oddly safer because he's <laughs> probably never going to command that huge contract that we feel Barkley deserves at this point because He's a fourth round draft capital. Like at some point, he's probably gonna take like a Toby Gerhardt like contract or something like that. And, and but he's never gonna ask for like fifteen million on four years. Yeah. Well, you never know. But you know what I mean. A lot would have yeah. to happen for him to command that kind yes. of money. So is he oddly safer because when he gets offered the four year? You know, $20 million for four years, he's probably going to take it. Yep. 
Yeah, this is where everything's trending, right? This is trending towards the same thing that we just said we're doing in fantasy, the NFL's doing on their end, which is let's just get some of these third, fourth, and fifth round guys, mm-hmm. plug them into our lineup, see what they got, see if see if we can build up our O-line to make them even greater, right? And the risk isn't as, as yeah. high for your yep. fantasy team. Yep, yeah. It makes a lot of sense with how temporary the running back situation tends to be. And especially like, I, I hate to say it because I want, I want these running backs to get paid because it does seem kind of silly, uh, in comparison, but them rising up, if you will, I think there was a huge conference call between like maybe 12 mm-hmm. or 13 of them, which is, which is probably unprecedented. Um, with them rising up, I, I would say in the immediacy, it's not going to help. Yeah. But it will hopefully, we're going to need a guy that just commands it. it. And it might not help, but I think that it's noteworthy, and I think it puts the NFL on notice that these guys are talking yes, and working 100%. together to find a solution. Yeah, I think um, it at makes some it, point. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I think it I, makes I was just going to say, at some point, I think that it, it kind of makes like that breaking point that much yes. closer. Yeah, it's almost like a, a like a little like rumbling of a strike. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's just like, whoa, hold on, now they're getting together. And no, no large corporation entity or government likes when a whole bunch of people get together on them. And is it that crazy at this point that, no. and let's say healthy, because mm-hmm. we don't even know what Dobbins' situation is, but is it that crazy to think that Brian Robinson performs as well as fourth-year breakout J.K. Dobbins? <laughs> like, that's crazy, right? That's what we need. from. We need a four-year breakout from a running back who's about to sit out on the sideline um, yeah. versus Brian Robinson, 800 yards for missing four games because he was shot God. versus <laughs> J.K. Dobbins always, you know, like, yeah. um, maybe, J.K., you're not the voice they need right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you nailed it, man. Like, um, Robinson's out there saying, I want to improve my game. Um, he wants to be more than one dimensional. He wants to, you know, and I think, I think Brian Robinson can catch the ball. I really do. I know mm-hmm. that Gibson's out there and I think they're making strong claims. And honestly, I like it. I love it. I love Brian Robinson and Gibson used as a pass catcher. I think that gives Robinson his, his, uh, goal line duties back and Gibson may be better for the team, right? They'll stay maybe a little more healthy in space. And, um, I think it's a great one to punch, to be honest. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, ditch. Gibson too much by propping up Brian Robinson. But to your point, yeah, I think he he he's saying all the right things in the offseason. I want to improve my game. I know I wasn't good enough. I want to be even better. Uh, fans will remember his 14-yard reception against the Falcons last year, just plowing through defensive backs. The guy can catch the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think him being out there and the threat of Gibson, them two together out there, also opens up the passing game for Robinson. They're like, oh, they're going to throw to Gibson, and they can dump it off to, to Robinson. So, yeah, Robinson's one of those guys that – uh that I'm excited about. Dobbins is is clearly one of those upside plays. If healthy, if he does this, and he's the if guy, right? Give me all the ifs, and if all the ifs come true, then Dobbins uh, Dobbins is a better bet. But he wants that extension, which is yeah. I think that's that's another running back thing. I think he's got he's got to he's got to be smart. He hasn't earned that right. Yeah, I I, I mean I could see him wanting his five fifth year extension. Before the season starts, that's a tough he, call. Would you give that to him? Um, I mean, for how I much guess would I it would. be for a running I guess back? I would. And I guess if they wouldn't give it to him, it shouldn't be that big of a deal that he doesn't want to play for him this year. Mm, I like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if they if they think they want him out there now, I mean, right? Is he it's, healthy? They right. should know if he's healthy or not. If he's healthy. I agree. Both sides should care about twenty twenty. That's a tough one, man. Because if he's yeah. if he gets injured in the year without that extension, it and so I could see him wanting to hold that down. I just don't think he like to your point. I don't think he has a lot of grounds to no to demand this right now. He has to play for it and stay healthy. And I don't know what the guy's issue is, but uh, there are players in the league that have done things to help them stay healthy, whether it's their workout, their eating, just like what they have to give to the game, getting stronger in certain areas. And then there's, there's fluke injuries as well. But JK Dobbins, I mean, we're again coming into the fourth season here. Yeah. And I, I feel like, I feel like if the running back market 
was we'll say fixed and like Barkley was getting paid. Jacobs got paid. Jonathan Taylor, um, I think deserves the extension. Yes. Um, if I think if the running back market was where or closer to where we think it would be, I don't think I would be defending JK Dobbins. Mm. I think that JK Dobbins is trying to take advantage of the situation that's mm. out there and put himself in a group that he he's the player that has to prove himself. In my opinion, I like JK Dobbins. I, everything I've ever said about him in the past, like I do believe in that opportunity. If he's healthy, I'm not trying to crap on it, but he hasn't shown us that. Right. He hasn't shown that to the Ravens. So I don't think that him taking the year off is going to make any team in the NFL feel any better about him. I think that he's in the situation where he's like, all right, I'm going to go prove it. I'm going to yes. stay healthy. I'm going to, yes. I'm going to go work hard. Yes. Do what I need to do to stay healthy and go get that 12, 1500 yards that we've been asking for from you. But I wonder if we can go back. I don't want to digress too much, but wasn't Jacobs in a very similar season, a uh, very similar situation without the injury just last year? Like yeah. They're like, no, we're not going to give you the fifth year option. And then he came out and just killed it, became yeah. RB1. That's what Dobbins needs to think. He needs yeah. to go out there and say, oh, I get it. You're worried about my availability. I'll show you. Yeah. And then go out there and show it and get paid. Now, maybe Jacobs is a bad example because he went out and did it and still is not getting paid. Right. That's scary for the RBs. Well, he's he's still was offered more than J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> yes, significantly. And I'm not saying that that's right either. But I mean, he 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 did have money on the table. I mean, we could we could say that Barkley's not getting paid because uh, yeah. Jacobs had about the same offer. Yeah, that's what we hear. Yep, twelve mil. Um, but man, like those that's <laughs> yeah, th- those guys deserve <laughs> like. At least multi-year deals. At least three. we were we were saying this in the beginning. Remember, with all these uh, running backs that were in free agency, Montgomery and stuff like that, we were looking at these contracts and we're like, "He got what? Yeah, for how long? Like it just seemed like a slap in the face." And it was mm-hmm. just like you know, the Sanders contract was like a big one. I'm like, "That's a big one. That just doesn't yeah. feel right," you know. And then like you said, Cole Komet comes out and makes like all kinds of money. It's like. I'm sorry. I don't understand the economics of NFL anymore if this is what's going down. Yeah. So then is it more worth me? And now, and I've even in the past, like I've had this on rookie resolutions be something I get away from Mm. just because you get burnt so much. But do I just stockpile every rookie running back that I can create some kind of narrative for just in case they hit? And I'm not saying they're going to, but do I just get them just so I get the hits? Like, obviously, you're going to have more misses in there, too, if you draft, like, if you have five second rounders and you use them all on running backs, there's probably, you're going to be lucky if one hits. We know that. Yes. If two hits, you're freaking genius, (laughs) but you're going to have at least three wasted picks there. You could. Is that fair? Yes. It, 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 it's all 100% fair, and I am leaning towards doing that a lot more in drafts where I'm taking these long shots at wide receiver for so many years, and then I'm just having them sit on my bench for three or four years, hoping that they earn some sort of spot, watching another draft class make them further than the, on the dra- depth mm-hmm. chart. Where then you have like people like, you know, and I'm not a fan of this guy, but Alexander Madison, who's been a backup his whole, his whole life, yeah. that would probably fit your description right there about having somebody in your third round of, of rookie draft. Where like he's had like up and down value this entire time simply because he's a running back. Simply because yeah. he backs up a running back. Because running back gets hurt. If you're the second in line, there's some value there. I have like um I have Cam Akers backup, Zach Evans. I have I have Gray, Eric Gray, um, Barkley's backup. And and so I'm starting to do that to answer your question. I'm starting to look more at that and and saying even if this guy never hits the field. If he's declared the guy behind Barkley, he has value. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're yeah. a wide receiver. That doesn't happen. It Could just be doesn't James happen. James Robinson now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hear you. I think it takes more lottery tickets to, to win on those. I think you have to buy a lot of lottery tickets. So, like, if you're one of those, t- um, you know, teams that likes to accumulate thirds and fourths. I know I have a couple people in my league that love to do that, and they always do it on running back, and that's, like, kind of their thing. Like, they want to accumulate those picks that nobody wants um, in trades and deals and gather up the third and fourths and do just what you said. I'm not going that What about that far, but. somebody, like, who did pretty much nothing last year? I talked about him a few times. 
but Keontae Ingram. Mm-hmm. Behind James. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he should be practically free right now. Yeah, I actually... This isn't an endorsement I want people yep. to know. Like, this is just kind of like a kind of like a what if, like... I did the same thing, dude. I, I went out and bought uh, Chase Edmonds because I'm not, like, real big on on, uh, on Rashad White, like yeah. everyone else is. So I'm like, I like yeah. that one, yeah. I was I like, see, he, yeah. he's free. Like, no, the people will give him to you for a 25th, 3rd, or 4th. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... He's, he's free. Fenero... I won't even lie. I didn't even know who Rashad White's backup was. So I had to go in and like look at the depth chart and I was like, huh, Chase Edmonds. That, so yeah, I like that one. But yeah, I didn't even know who the backup was for White, but I knew that I didn't love White. And I think that he's got a good opportunity. I'm not saying that, but he does. Um, but yeah, I had to look at the depth chart just to see who was even backing him up. That was in Camp News, too, is that uh, it, it appears as another person on the depth chart, another running back on that depth chart, uh, Sean Tucker, uh, mm. at this point, seems as though he will make the final roster. But that doesn't mean, you know what I mean? Chase Edmonds has clearly been in the NFL. We've seen flashes from Chase Edmonds. Do I, am I, am I, am I running out because of Chase Edmonds? No, it's the thing that uh, Swagzilla's ERG does a lot. I don't like the guy in front of him very much. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take the guy behind him for free. For probably free, yeah. Yep. So that's, that's what I did it. in that situation. And then they're like back into the running back market. I know we've kind of been on this line the whole time, but somebody like Rashad White, mm-hmm. like he's probably not going to get a contract, but could get some success. I mean, look how quickly Tyler Algier lost his job. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that we need to be careful and like treading water with some of those guys and getting out at the appropriate time even if that means like having some tread on the tire for the next team to use man the whole get out of year early the whole get out of year early instead of a year late thing yeah but you never know too because if white does show well he could be like a two-year ten million dollar you know what i mean like just like he's not gonna command what barkley should get paid correct He's Which not maybe to your point makes him more secure. Yeah, you were yeah, saying that's that you were so saying that earlier. Yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, but he's not Barkley, so maybe he's a safe guy. Yeah, but you're getting risk on the other side, right? You're getting ri- like like that though, like James Robinson, right? Mm-hmm. So so you have the security of James Robinson, but he's a fourth round pick, or or some of these um, even undrafted yeah. rookies that wind up doing really well. We we've learned over the last five and six years, it doesn't last. It really doesn't. You got to be an outlier of an outlier to have that last. Yeah. So these things happen. And so there's risk on that side now because you're replaceable. You're you you didn't have you aren't you aren't Saquon Barkley, that the heart of the New York Giants. You are no. yeah. Tyler Algier and we have, you know, an opportunity to draft a running back that might be generational ahead of you. So goodbye. Yeah. Like that's what happens to running backs. Each and every day, yeah. Mid-season, all of it. It's really, really tough. We has, we still have like Fournette that can uh, disrupt a backfield. We still have, um, um, yeah, Kareem uh, Hunt, Zeke, Ezekiel Zeke. Elliott. Yeah, these guys are just waiting in the wings just to blow Dalvin up. Dalvin hasn't backfield. signed. We've heard speculations, yeah. but he's still out there. Yep, Dalvin's still out there. It really does feel like Dalvin's going to the Jets, um, just because it was out of his mouth. Yeah. Um. So so that that kind of makes it feel more real. But but at the same time, like I'm telling you, man, if Fournette winds up on, say, New England, you aren't going to like Ramondre as much. You can say no. all you want. You might be able to defend it and say, oh, blah, 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 blah. Look how late they waited for Fournette. Fournette's good. And I think on I think on um, I think on New England, he could be very good. And now you're now you're in a situation where Ramondre Stevenson, who people were, were starting to draft in the second round of redraft one QBs is uh is is gonna get a big hit and i i think the same thing about zeke to be quite honest i think zeke was incredible in the red zone um you know you start losing touchdowns to a a, a vet running back like like zeke you're gonna lose fantasy points quick yeah look at Man, Deontay it makes Johnson, me think dude. of it makes me think of how many times it felt like marshawn lynch came back yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, and yeah. would just kind of all of a sudden be like, ah, oh, sweet situation for yeah, him. Man. Like, he would just kind of keep hanging out in the summer yeah, and then walk into a decent situation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and I think I think these, at least these two running backs that we're talking about right now, I'm going to leave Hunt out of it because he's a little younger, but but Zeke and Fournette, they are those guys where they have the name Tache, but they also know that their time's over. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to get mm-hmm. a Barkley contract. They do know that. 
So it does give them a little bit of a, I'm going to pick and choose where I want to go. I'm going to take my time with this because they're affordable. Yeah. And they have that little bit of the gas. I brought up Deontay Johnson. I know I'm, I'm going over to, to wide receiver here, but I was doing it because Deontay Johnson had an amazing amount of yards and catches, but no touchdowns. You know what I mean? These these, these RBs, if you take touchdowns away from our fantasy players, <laughs> we, 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 we hurt a great deal. That's, that's kind of how like tight ends live, right? Like, oh, my tight end can get six touchdowns. I have a tight end one. You know, it's, it's really running backs are, 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 t- are very touchdown dependent. So if we're going to get, we're going to get some disruption from these older guys coming in here. I think it is going to be in that department. Yeah. It, it makes me think of like Najee and Javante, but then I want to go to Javante and like his injury and now him coming into this year. Like what happens when it's time for Javante to get a contract? Oh, wow. You know, and I kind of want out of some of those guys that are, yeah. are Coming into this season, maybe be a little bit hobbled. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. But by then, how long does it take the running back market to be fixed enough to where these guys aren't all so pissed off? Yeah. I'm not saying they shouldn't be pissed off, but that's, I mean, they're pissed off. Yeah, and like I said, I, I I use the word broken. It does seem like there's something broken, and I and I do think a player is going to have to push that because I don't think people in power give up power. Yeah, and the NFL is in power, so I don't think they're going to just give it up. Um, but at the same time, someone's going to have like Bijan. Maybe it takes that. You know, well, maybe, so maybe did Barkley set this movement back by signing his deal? That's a great question. I thought the same exact thing. It was $900,000, and that was incentive-laden, so it's not even a guarantee. I think they bumped up the guarantee a little bit, and he also kind of got a contract instead of a, a tag, so there's a difference. But maybe, man. Like I, I actually thought about that. I thought about the conference call. I thought about all the players that were on it, and I thought they, were, they, would, prob- they would obviously share more than they're sharing with the media with each other. And then I thought, what does the Barkley signing mean then? Because Barkley and Jacobs have to be the leader in the clubhouse when it comes to, like, how are we going to fix this? Mm-hmm. What does it mean that he took that? The only thing I could think of was, like, I'm going to go out there and not let them tag me. That's what I'm going to do. That's that's step one. I'm not going to let them tag me. Um, and maybe – Is maybe there any Jacobs writing in that contract that they won't be able to tag him next year? I doubt it. I doubt it a ton. I think the only thing that makes sense for me for Barkley, so now I'm getting outside of, like, what he cares about other running backs, is that – in that room, they said, dude, we're out this year. We don't have anything else. We're going to, we're literally going to give you all the nickels, dimes, and pennies we have left over to give you this. And then next year, we're going to move this, you know, we're going to move this money around over here. We're going to move it. And then we'll be able to do what you want. We just can't do it now when you need it. Like, I get it. So let's just give you this little kind of thing and then we'll keep you for the next, you know, three to four years. That's the only thing that makes sense for me from a Barkley standpoint, from from a running back like league standpoint. I, I agree with you. It feels like it set the movement back. Like mm-hmm. he made nothing. He made nothing on that negotiation. He just wasn't and I feel back. like a lot of people are probably in the same situation as myself now. Let's talk about us again mm-hmm. in fantasy. Like I'm stuck with these guys. Like I don't want to say stuck because I could still get fantasy points from them and have a time to get out. But I'm trying to make moves now and like i can't add like what do i have to do to get somebody like gibbs with mm-hmm. my jonathan taylor or dobbins today right like what like yesterday jonathan taylor was supposed to be worth more than gibbs easily <laughs> now i just wish i had gibbs <laughs> <laughs> that i mean dude we're circling back to the same exact thing every time which is the Running back uncertainty has never been higher. Like we've always had to deal with some amount of uncertainty, but this is this is out of hand. I I didn't I did not know that we would have to worry about Jonathan Taylor. So like I wake up this morning and I'm checking all my all my teams. I'm like, okay, I got to worry about it here. I got to worry about it here. Uh, I got a little bit of depth here. I'm like, and then I'm looking you know, like everybody else is is like, who's the guy? Yeah, that doesn't work out. And Same so- thing with Jacobs. Who's the guy? Zamir White, right? I guess I look at it like this, Fenero. I want the I want the new employee that's excited about his job, not the disgruntled one. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way to put it. And and I'm going after some of those guys like mm-hmm. Gibbs, and yeah. you can't get Bajan though; he's unobtainable. You can get him. <laughs> Is it more worth paying for him than I thought though? Now that I just said all that, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
should I be just going out and willing to go over the top on my offer for Bajan Robinson right now? I think no. I think I think you don't. I think there's so many things that we don't know. Bijan Robinson's gonna is gonna ball, I, but we don't know if he could get hurt. We don't know um, what could possibly happen there. We don't know. I, I'm I'm starting to warm up to Ritter, um, like just because of how much he's dismissed. But it's also because of Bijan <laughs> and yeah. because of London and because of Pitts. You know what I mean? So like, I feel as though it's one of those things where. You want to do that, but you also need to think about anyone at any time, which is what we've been kind of saying this whole show. Um, this can happen to, you know, and yeah. Bijan, I get it. Bijan makes a lot of sense. Gibbs, all that. Any, any, it's, it's year after year. I mean, there's going to be two running backs that come out every single rookie draft that wind up <laughs> being the most valuable, you know, commodities in, in dynasty. And it's for everything that we're talking about. Like even the fact that you just went from one strategy of being, I just want, late RBs to kind of insulate myself in a draft to can I just overpay out of my mind for Bijan right now? So I yeah. know I have something like they're two <laughs> polar opposite strategies, but they, <laughs> well, they are, but they, you, I could, you could, you could, you could do both mesh those together, <laughs> you know, you <laughs> maybe that's the answer. Maybe that's the answer. Don't put all your eggs in one. Bijan still <laughs> does have some safe years left in him. Oh, he should. Yeah. You know, should, should be somebody wonderful. like, Kenneth Walker, who yeah. will be going into his third year next year and have yeah. Zach Charbonnet behind him. You never yeah. know. I they know. might just be like, no, we don't quite want to pay you. Dude, Kenneth Walker, just a few months ago, was a top five <laughs> dynasty running back. This is my point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, man? Like, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Like um, Brees Hall didn't even get a year of that. <laughs> Oh my God. Brees Hall was like the quote unquote, like you're silly if he's not the most important dynasty asset out there to like, and he's hurt yeah. guys. It's like, yeah. well, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. Give Somebody offered me, um, JK Dobbins for my Brees Hall and, uh, one, a first round Debbie pick. So I had to put extra on top of my Brees Hall for Dobbins. Obviously, they didn't know exactly how I feel about Dobbins to make that right. offer. But I'm just like, is this what's happening or just what you're trying to do to me? <laughs> like, I, I don't understand some of those offers. Am I crazy for – no, I don't have to ask you that. Let me ask you this one, though, because then the next offer was Chris Godwin for my Jameson Williams and that same Debbie pick. Hmm. Like, do I, do you have Jameson over Chris Godwin? I don't. Okay. I do at this yeah, point I don't. With, with Trask throwing and I think Godwin's 27 going to be a, a soon to be mm -hmm. 28. Um, I can't trade Diggs away to anybody and Godwin has never done close to what Diggs has done I agree with that. under contract in a better quarterback situation. Um, I like to be active too much to, to take on Godwin. Yeah, Godwin is um Godwin's tough and you say Trask, I say Baker, could be either. Could oh yeah, I think you're right. Nope, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah could be thank either you. could be both. Thank you for correcting me there. I yeah, think it's Baker as well. But to that point though, like I forgot right? about it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't forget about it, but I, yeah, I forgot I, about it. I think I think Baker's going to be able to support one of those two guys. My 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 feeling is that Evans has just been so reliable for so long that 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 that's going to be the ticket I use. But I do feel like one of those two will be I and um, I I yeah. And most of the time, I think in in most of my builds and most of my drafts, I am leaning Godwin. But I think the safer is Evans. So I think one of the two. I I, I don't think you're going to get a thousand yard seasons out of both. To your point, so. Jameson Williams is young, stretch the field guy. I love the way that offense is trending. So he's exciting. I just, what has he done? Godwin's been a wide receiver one in this league, like the wide receiver one, you know? So like for me, like I think they're close, but for very different reasons. And then I don't need to give a first round Debbie pick. You don't need to give more, but I think if I had to pick the two, I, I think I probably would go Godwin, but I, I totally understand why someone would go Jameson Williams. Totally understand it. It's but just, the Dobbins um, one, that one I don't know. Like Dobbins one, no, I don't like that one, no. And especially me knowing you, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me well, knowing how you, I've like, been about Dobbins, yeah, you know, and just yeah. kind of like, oh, it's time to get away from yeah, this, you know, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that one, that one makes no sense to me. And honestly, dude, I'm probably not pulling the trigger on the other one either. If I have Williams, I'm probably not trying to get Godwin. I'm probably yeah. holding, you know what I'm saying? But if I. Well, 
It's also a Debbie contract close. league, and mm-hmm. Godwin's contract is up at the end of the year. Oh wow! Okay, that's so I'd be giving Jameson and a Debbie pickup. Yeah. The Debbie pick is a one hundred two that I traded for. It's somebody else's. It's a one hundred two though. Mm. So I'd be giving a one hundred two and Jameson, no. who I have Jameson under contract till I think twenty twenty six. And I'd be taking on Godwin just for the year, year? No and way. giving up the Debbie pick. No, thanks. So, I mean, a little more context there. Yeah, that's a rental. No, I was so, definitely answering that question, you know, from a redraft focus initially, meaning like I know I'm going to get more out of Godwin this mm-hmm. year, or at least I feel like I will. So I, I, was, I could that see that. Ed, that was the edge I got. Like, okay, I'm getting... I'm getting the better player now, and then I, I feel like 27 is still young. I feel like people still a little. When's the time that. to buy Jameson Williams? Because he does have the six game suspension. Um, do you think that in season people will be looking for points a little bit more, or do you think that you want to try to get him now? Now, 100% now. Seems so hard to pry. Really? Well, I think it's going to be harder. I mean, as soon as you start hearing that he's going to be coming back out in the field, it's going to definitely be harder. I was hoping all this Amon Ross St. Brown hype would help me a little bit. He's awesome. Yeah, he sure is. He's just awesome. But I love that guy. <laughs> I do. I, lo- I, I wish I owned more Amon Ross. I'm glad, so thankful on like the couple shares I do have. It's such a it, he's like my wide receiver four on those teams. You know what I mean? Like it's so mm-hmm. nice. I think he's so my nice. highest rostered wide receiver still. Yeah, that's nice. You, him and Swift maybe are your two highest owned players. Period. <laughs> um, I, I probably Chubb too. Chubb's high. Chubb's real I, high. I have a lot of uh, Chubb. I have a lot of Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. Yes, you do. I have a decent amount of Jameson. Um, I have a lot. Well, Dobbins is getting down there. I, I had a lot of Dobbins. I'm trying to any, think of some bad players. What's your ratio on? Um, let's let's stick with Detroit with any uh, Gibbs and Laporta. I, I only have like one share of Laporta. I haven't been able to get any. Yeah. Um, Gibbs, I probably only have like two. Yeah, you need more Gibbs. Gibbs is um, everybody likes Gibbs. I know, I know. A lot of the players I just mentioned, like, and I've, I'm not trying to be a broken record, but they're players that people didn't like when I got them. Everybody sure. likes Gibbs. He's a little harder to get. You know, he's got that 112 draft capital. Everybody believes in the Lions a little bit more today than they did a couple of years ago. Yep. Um, so, yeah, Gibbs is a little tougher to get. Even Chubb. Chubb and Jonathan Taylor had those times when people didn't like him. Mm-hmm. Them. And um, they were easy to acquire, you know. So a lot of my higher shares players are just players that people didn't believe in for a period of time. You know, it just worked out. I, I'll have to say some shitty ones next week when we do the <laughs> show. I'll look at my, my roster ship and bring up some crappy guys. Oh, I, I, I can I can do a ton off the top of my head. but I, um. bet, you my high, I bet you my number one is um, I bet my highest roster player is Gardner Minshew. Okay, yep. Brian and when Robinson, you had him, he uh, had James Robinson. I have a lot of James yeah. Robinson. Yes, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. I would say my highest owned current player is Damian Pierce. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, I'll take that. I think Chubb's close second, and then I have um, I have some scrubs after that for sure on yeah. multiple teams. Definitely but, have some scrubs. Uh, a lot of Bateman, then hanging on to a lot of Bateman. So maybe like maybe maybe when I say you got to hold on to a wide receiver for three or four years, I'm talking about Bateman. Um, but I'd rather have I, I Bateman. Don't know, than, man, I can't. I, I don't know. I want it for Bateman this year. Uh, and it, I know you got him in Scott Fish. No, it doesn't mean much. But. Yeah, warming up to Zay Flowers. I know you don't like it, but I am warming up to Zay Flowers. So I just want to have to talk about him on another episode. I'm starting to starting to believe the hype, dude. So um, it's going to be a Bateman Flowers debate this season because I'm starting to like starting to get like these vibes from Flowers, dude. Like it's again, it's the same thing. Players are talking about them. Coaches are talking about them. That one, um, and I know, I know what they've said that Lamar yeah, might yeah, throw yeah, it yeah. more, but that one is is more similar to like having a Titans and Ravens conversation of very like, good, very good. What Volume, how many wide how receivers much, yep. are really going to be viable, and yep, yep. how viable is their wide receiver one compared yep. to certain teams' wide receiver two, um, things like that. 
And as soon as Bateman is He looks like, good. Like really I know we're healthy. gonna be talking about some camp news and they were showing him <laughs> burn those Ravens players and yeah. not just like in open routes. Like he was he yeah. was putting on some moves. So I really was. I hear you, dude. That that's but they that say one they're is using just kind of every like every single wide receiver position. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the kind of stuff I wanna hear. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm with you on that. But that one just ends up coming down to yeah. like how much are they gonna throw it there? You nailed it. It always does. It always does. And you and you can only go with what you know and what you know is they don't until they do and you can change your opinion then i don't and and i don't believe in lamar as a passer yep 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 and and if if i just said i don't believe in him as a passer and the first thing you you? thought about was his win record you missed my point i'm talking about wide receivers being viable on that team for our fantasy teams Mm mm-hmm so yeah, I it just it's concerning, but because there's still we didn't even mention Odo Beckham, nope. who's arguably still one of the most proven wide receivers in the league, hundred percent, and he's on that team. <laughs> <laughs> that last one was your best point. Yes, <laughs> he is definitely on that team. And Mark Andrews. So wow, Lamar Jackson had one one three hundred yard game last year. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. He's probably has like you want to know how many. He probably doesn't have ten in his career. He probably doesn't have ten in his career. (laughs) He's got one, two, three, four, five games under two hundred. Yeah, we'll call it four because I think it looks like he got banged up in one. So four games under two (laughs) hundred. No, that's fair because we're talking about the wide receivers and another yes. quarterback could yes. have still come out. And <laughs> and we are both assuming he stays healthy because we're not also throwing that into the mix because that is yeah, a concern. I'm, Does he stay healthy? Uh, yeah, thing. I'm just talking about the passing game at this <laughs> yep, point. Yep, I got you. And that passing game, it's tough when you're only throwing 2,200 yards. Mm-hmm. And that's, that. it's not like that's new. No, it's not like, new. That was also last year was also a year that he was going to throw more than the year before. It every year is. <laughs> I, so. I I understand like that it there's there's some more rumbles on why this might happen, but but this is what I think is more likely. It's more likely that he's the same guy this year and they work towards it. Remember when Aaron Rodgers switched all the coaches and he had like that one down year? You can't do all this and switch the system and and then all of a sudden Lamar Jackson who throws one three hundred yard game a year becomes a 300-yard game thrower every single week. That's not happening in year one regardless, right? So in 2023, even if this whole thing works out for Lamar Jackson, it's going to be down the road. It's not going to be in 2023 anyway. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we've said it all. We've mm-hmm. Oh, maybe he needs a fast guy that can go chase the ball down. Maybe he needs a big <laughs> body that can go up and get it. Like, we have said it all. <laughs> where, where does Flowers fit into this? He's probably closer to Hollywood, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably. So we've seen that. Yep, yep. We have seen Hollywood. <laughs> um, and I'm not saying that Ho- Hollywood showed success really quick in a different mm-hmm. offense. Yep. So I don't, I don't blame say Flowers if he can't succeed in this offense. I guess like yeah. So I, yeah, I it's just you. a tough one for Nero because I think yeah. he does look good out there. I want to yeah. be excited about that too. You just don't like but, the guy throwing it to him. I mean, like, and, and I hear you. I want to be, and this is gross, okay, way, way different talk, but I want to be moderately excited about Kyle Phillips. But mm-hmm. how can I be excited about him with Nuck yep. and Traylon Burks, yep. Chigo? Yep. Like, Kyle Phillips is getting the leftovers. Yeah. Like, even if he does good at that, like, there's nothing for me no. to be excited about anymore. It's. I 100% it, agree with you there. Yeah. There's, I, the I with the with the Hopkins going over to that team Burks was wound up being like for me like the little dip in value you had right away was very attractive because I just felt like yeah. especially long term this is this is very good for Burks in 2023 yeah. I still think it's good for Burks I think it's great that he doesn't get I, I agree actually yeah all I of like it you yeah. that up. I feel like there's no negative to the Hopkins signing for Burks there's a negative for everyone else on the offense yeah everyone no I agree with that I think that that's of what probably going to be Burks's. Burks could be the wide receiver one when everybody thinks that yep. Hopkins is going to walk in. I and agree, hundred percent, which is very exciting. We 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 were talking offline about how exciting a lot of these rewinds are. 
Pacheco, Pierce, Burks, um, even Brees Hall, Brian Robinson, like all these guys that are going to give us. I mean, Zamir White, if Jacobs holds out, like we're going to be talking about Zamir White. You know, I mean, yeah. these are this has the name I didn't think I would be talking about this year, but it's possible. John Dotson's mm-hmm. one of our favorites. Mechie, not a not a rookie, but sort of hell feels like it, right? Another rewind. Um, mm-hmm. There's so much. I tell you, I was warming up to Desmond Ritter and. Um, yeah, dude, I, I, I'm looking forward to 23 for these uh, rookies from last year. And uh, this running back discussion was fun just because everyone knows it's here, but no one knows how it's going to resolve. And I think that's going to be very interesting over the next couple of years. Open up some can of worms. Yeah, it's not over. Worms that can. <laughs> he is at Artbark TV. I am at Swagzilla Zero G. This is at Rookie Fever on X. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or Twitter, as we know it. Yep. <laughs> Download, subscribe, five star review. We thanks uh, for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in this week. We are out. When you kiss me, when you hold me tight. In the morning, fever all through the night. Sun lights up the daytime, moonlights up the night. I light up when you call my name, and you're gone on a trip you ride, rookie fever. When you kiss me, fever when you hold me tight. Something you all know Fever isn't such a new thing Fever started long ago now Who got the one-on-one scouting who's never done this to be full and run I told you anyone size would be just unreal Landing spot not ideal Wait, what's this breakout ain't full rookie fever stage? Romeo loved Juliet Juliet, she felt the same When he pulled his arms around her He said, Julie, baby, you're my friend I'll get a fever When we kiss it Fever without blaming you Fever I'm a fire Fever, yeah, I burn for soon Cause I got the fever, now you got the fever So she got the fever, and he got the fever No cure for the fever, so let's beat the fever Thank God for the fever Thank God for the fever Now you got the fever, now you got the fever Now you got the fever, now you got the fever Now you got the fever, now you got the fever